Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I have a charming guest from Mississippi who's on her journey with intermittent fasting. Amy Jo Holcomb is a teacher, and she might teach you a little something about time-restricted eating. You'll get to meet her right after this. What do we all say is the most important thing we have? Don't we say it's our family? Yes, and the folks at Ralston Family Farms say the same thing. Those are the people I've been telling you about, 10 generations of farming right here in Arkansas. Now, those of you listening all over the globe, we are so proud of our Arkansas product that is now sold in China. We're so proud of our Arkansas product because it's a single family farm offering the rice, only the rice that they grow. That's what they sell. They're not a co-op. They're not a commodity. It's the legacy of these generations of farmers who have passed down a love for growing good food, from marketing to web design to crop rotation. All of those things, all of those choices run through the filter of family at Ralston Family Farms. I went to my favorite grocery store today in Arkansas, found it on the shelves. If you cannot find it on your shelves, ask your grocer for it or go to their website and order it. See where you can get it. RalstonFamilyFarms.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, Amy Jo Holcomb, you have Southern charm and red hair, two of the things that I love, and you have a great success story with intermittent fasting. We've gotten to speak to each other because we were in a clubhouse together, which is a social media platform. And if you remember in the clubhouse, I stopped because you can't see each other. You just hear each other, right? And I stopped and said, Amy Jo, please tell me where in the South you live. And you said, Mississippi. Mississippi. And I loved it. I loved it. And, you know, we saw each other before we heard each other in Laurie Lewis's uh, meeting about intermittent fasting coaching. Oh, like March of all the COVID stuff. That's right. I can't believe you remember that. Yeah, I totally forgot. And did you then pull the trigger? Have you become an intermittent fasting coach? I am. Me too. I am. I am. I I would love to do the... um, I-I-N yes, thing, and, you know, yeah, I a lot that. of y'all have done that. I looked into it first. It's very costly it and is. not that that should keep me from it, but it's I just, something to I, consider. Yeah, it is. And teaching during COVID and we own um, a small business in a neighboring town. So I live in Fulton, Mississippi, which is but um, about 15 minutes east of Tupelo, which is the home of Elvis Presley. We all know, of course. Yeah, and we own a comic shop in Tupelo and just too many irons in the fire. But what I did, um, I did go through the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute Good. and I just got the basic health coaching and they, I wanted the master class. I'd like to do that too. But I am in, I have a client right now and someone contacted me just about 30 minutes ago and said, please help me. And I'm like, this is, it's my purpose. I totally feel the same way. Instead of evangelists, we're fast evangelists, fast yeah. evangelists. So I totally feel the same way because intermittent fasting has changed the way I think about food. And even yeah. though mine was just a 10 pound weight loss, it freed me, freed yeah. me from the fretting and the wondering, will the clothes fit from the next season to the next? Yeah. What can I eat? Oh, I can't eat that. Oh, it's time to eat again. 
not I, that, no. that's all at the window. Tell, I yeah. think you have a pretty mm-hmm. successful, like pretty large weight loss though, if I remember mm-hmm. in our group. Mm-hmm. So tell me where you started and where you are now. You don't have to say number on the scale, but just how much you've lost. Oh, I don't care about the number on the scale anymore. I did then. I don't now. Um, it's it's a badge of honor for me to say it. So at my highest weight ever, I was 300 pounds. That was from about 2007 to about 2011 or 12. And then I lost 50 and lots of reasons I started gaining it back. So the last recorded weight that I have in November of 2019 when I was at my doctor was 272. And I'm fluctuating now. My lowest on the scale has been 182 to 184 you know there's a couple of pounds and and how tall a gal are you five seven okay so large frame what's your number in your mind i don't know i feel like it's not a number anymore it's a size i'd I'd love to be a 10 like right now i'm a 12 ish I'd love to be a 10, but I think probably to get there, I'm going to need to get down to about 160 or 165. You can do it. And I mean, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yep. I'd be fine with that. You'll- and I can do it. It's coming off slower, of course. What was no. your, co- this is a good way to do that. My barometer is your college weight. Some people, Jen Stevens is at her high school weight. I That's that it'd be one thirties for me, so I don't know if I'd do it. I weigh more now, and you don't have a picture to see it, but I weigh more now than I did when I was in high school at about 170, 175, but I'm a little bit, actually a little bit smaller, smaller. maybe the same, but my face looks totally different. My hands look different. My feet, I've lost a size in my shoe. (gasps) It's freaking crazy. So your husband didn't know you this, he's never known you this size. Yeah, no, not really. Not, not looking like this. You know, I was always puffier. You're not, I don't know any other word. You're for not it. puffy, and it's funny you say that. So I, like you, I'm an intermittent fasting coach. So ours takes about five sessions. The first four, and then the fifth one is a check-in. So last night was session three, and even though you know I tell them do not weigh, do not weigh. Yeah. Some yeah. still weigh, but a couple of the gals said I haven't weighed because I don't need to. My face isn't as puffy. Yeah. I said the yeah. inflammation loss to me is one of the beauties because the scale may not move at first. No, no. And I tell my people that too. I, it had, it was a God thing and I hate the word thing. It's so vague and yucky, but it was just God. I didn't, st- I didn't step on the scale. I was scale obsessed my whole life. Just if for no other reason than to look at it and hate myself. And that sounds so stupid. Why would anybody do that? Amy Joe, it's so common. It is. Self-sabotage. It is. it is. And so I, but the first month that I started intermittent fasting, I just stayed off the scale because I knew he had said it in my heart that if I if I got on that scale and it wasn't working, that I was not going to do this. Yeah. And I knew I had to do something. I knew I had to. Was your health in jeopardy? Were you seeing type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes or anything? Insulin resistance. I've taken metformin. You know, every time I would go to the doctor, my numbers would be high and they would put me on medicine. But the the real reason that I started this, to make a really kind of long story short, is I tore my labrum in my right hip in 2016 and I had to have a repair and it wrecked me. I had major, major um, nerve pain down my right leg and in my back. And after six doctors, eight MRIs, I don't know, probably 20-something nerve blocks, steroid injections, it was, I mean, I was just, I couldn't, 
I couldn't function normally. I was taking gabapentin, mm. occasionally Percocet, mm. butt loads of ibuprofen and muscle relaxers. Oh. Yeah. And I just, I thought I've got to get the weight off. But what I didn't understand was that this is not just about weight. Within two weeks, I don't, I don't even know if I'd lost anything. Within two weeks, I was 50% better. And that, what became my why and it re- I mean it's I have others now but that was the initial okay I, I can do this I have to do this so and I was just 16 hours fasting okay that's what I was gonna ask you you started with 16 and 8 that was your what we yes. call our daily fasting and feasting window and yes. how tell me about the first couple of weeks if you're insulin resistant you're really hungry those first couple of weeks so usually before yeah before I learned about um, before I became a Jen Stevens disciple, right? Before and the clean fast, right. okay. I I was in a program through my school's insurance called Naturally Slim, and two of my friends actually encouraged me to start. Really, they get the credit, and it's sixteen and eight. But oh, they say, they, oh, they implement fasting then. Yes, that's awesome. Yes. I'm glad to hear that, yes. that. It's more mainstream, but. It's dirty fasting, oh. and I know there's no such thing. But yeah. but that w- but it got me started. I will give it that credit. I had a I had I had a crutch. My crutch was, and this is one of the crutches that that program gives you, um, is like four parts water and one part OJ, just to keep your like blood, blood sugar, sugar. Mm-hmm. T- from just plummeting. And so about ten o'clock, nine or ten o'clock. I would start getting a little jittery and I would just take one sip of that. And it, I mean, it got me through. Then I started realizing I wasn't breaking my fast at 10 o'clock because I was hungry. It was out of habit because I was sitting around with my besties chatting, chatting, chatting. And then I started like researching intermittent fasting and I came across uh Delay, don't deny on Facebook. I was looking it up on Facebook and I found her group. Which is Jen Stevens' book. Jen Stevens. Yeah, her mm-hmm. original book. Her original book. And I have, I mean, I, I've never read Delay, Don't Deny. I've read Fast, Feast, Repeat more times than I can count. And I keep it on my um, coffee table 24 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just so good and not overly sciencey. So anyway, I, I joined that group and just poured myself into it and realized that I needed to kick it up a notch. And so I was a steady 17 or 18 hours after the first couple of weeks. I could tell it was doing my body good. And I've never looked back. I have fasted every day since January the 6th of 2020. So um, when you did the program through your, I guess, health insurance and, and with your girls, did they call it fasting? Did they use the F word or did they call it time restricted eating? I don't know that they called it either one. I don't know that they realized that's what it was, but I, I very vividly, there are moments stamped in your mind. And I very vividly remember walking into lunch one day and my friend Candy, who was one of the two friends I had, Candy and Sandy, who were doing... <laughs> who were doing Naturally Sim, I walked in and Candy was eating a hamburger and french fries. And I said, Candy, what are you doing? You can't do that because we are all brutally honest with each other, keep each other accountable for whatever. And she said, oh, yes, I can. I can eat whatever I want to. 
this is not this is not like a diet. This is not like Weight Watchers or low carb. I can I don't have to eat. What it teaches is mindful eating and slow eating and thinking of you know taking the time to chew and that kind of stuff. Which there's nothing wrong with it right. at all. We all need to do that. Right. But I don't remember her ever calling it fasting. I just remember her saying, "I haven't eaten anything since six o'clock last night, and this is my you know this is my lunch." And I. I, naturally slim says you can eat whatever you want to eat. You just have to eat it from this time to this time. And so tell there me it was. Randy, Candy and Sandy or whatever their names are. What, <laughs> Candy what, and Sandy. What, what do they look like now? Did they lose the weight? Uh, yes. I, I don't know that they, not, that they kind of stuck with that. They've done intermittent fasting, you know, here and there with me. But, and it's no discredit to them at all if they, you know, that they didn't do it to the degree that I did. But I'm one of those people. I'm a very intense person. Yeah, all or nothing. Um, yeah, all or nothing. I don't know how to halfway do things. Right. When God made me, he said, if it's bad, she's going to do it all the way. If it's good, she's going to do right. it all the way. And I just poured in. I just poured myself in. And so when COVID happened and we didn't come back to school after March the 12th, everybody else you know, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting at home bored all the time. And somehow I found my groove and I was 20 hours and that's where it, I just got into 20 and four. We were working with our business also trying to keep it going because we couldn't open and we were working on online stuff and all that. So that helped too. But I don't, I just had all this energy. My house became, <laughs> uh, that crazy? yeah, my house, yeah, my house became a place where for the first time I had all the time there I wanted and I love home. And so I'd work in the pool, I'd work in the garden, I rearranged my closets, I threw out stuff, I gave away all my clothes that I was. So, yeah, I just really, I've said from the beginning, you may have seen it. I know Jen has, I know Lori has, I know Roxy Sherry, all the people this was God's intervention in my life. I've never known any other way to put it. Not everybody has to share my my spiritual, you know, aspect that I have about it. But if that for me is what it has been, okay. it has been a spiritual journey. I love it. So, uh, what do the math again? You're at a hundred and how many pounds? I've lost. I, I've lost around ninety. Ninety. Okay. So from. Now, 272 was what I weighed in November, Lisa. So you've got Thanksgiving and Christmas right. and New Year's. I have no idea what I weighed. When I, in 2012, I did low carbon. I had gotten down to 250. And I knew when I injured my hip, it started creeping back up. And when I talk, saw 272 that November of 2019, I just wanted to give up. And I don't know. I may have weighed. I may have been close to 300. I was very close to 300 pounds oh, again, I oh, believe. Oh, I see. You but didn't to, have, okay. But to be honest with myself, I, that's the only number that I have to reference. So I've lost around 90 pounds in two years. Okay. Well, let's go back just in case somebody's new listening. When we use the term dirty fast and clean fast, I believe right. Jen Stevens, who we call, I call the mother of intermittent fasting, coined the phrase. Yeah. And uh, clean fast is during the times where you are not putting uh, food on your fork to your mouth. It is yeah. water, sparkling water, black, unsweetened tea, black coffee. Right. Yeah. Only those yeah. things, because we know there's no insulin response, even with coffee, because it's in tea, because they're in the bitter profile. Right. We we don't support the dirty fast, which is right. uh, Jen calls them training wheels. That yes. means, you know, the Diet Coke, 
And the, you know, right. the argument always is, as you know, with your clients and with mine, it has zero calories, Lisa. Well, yeah. now let's throw out the calorie paradigm. Let, yeah. Let's act like we've never heard about it. And Jen says we all have diet brain because we've yeah. listened to what, you know, of course, we've given been given a lot of bad medical advice in the last 50 yeah. years. Yeah. And the onslaught of frankenfoods, those are highly palatable processed foods, have definitely yeah. affected our weight. Um, yeah. And being told, uh, Dr. Hyman, I just heard him in a podcast the other day, he said his weight really hasn't fluctuated much. He said in the 80s, he was a little bigger because he was on a low fat kick. And, you know, we all got the fattest we've ever been. He said yes. his inflammation was sky high because yeah. of the foods. If you're eating a lot of omega-6s, omega those are the bad seed oils. So that's why when I'm just telling somebody listening, that's why Amy, Joe, and I are both on the same page with... Yeah. Uh, not that I look at anybody's plate. I always tell people, they'll say, well, Lisa, I ate so-and-so. I said, I go, I don't care what you're eating. I just mm. care what you do. I just want you to think about what you're doing within an eating window, but when, within your yeah. fasting window, I just don't want you to have anything. Right. And right, it, right. it takes a couple of weeks. It depends how, uh, I, I tell you the people I see who have the easiest time making the transition. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but it's people who have followed close to a ketogenic diet and they've been maybe lower carb than somebody else, they don't have as much glycogen stores to burn probably in their yeah. liver. And they, yeah. they, they're not eating the paint off the walls, you know, or yeah. the sheetrock there. Yeah. Cause the first few days I remember, cause I'd eaten five times a day cause people told me to. So, right. you know, I, th I thought that's what we were supposed to do. And as we know, it, it just made us hungrier and fatter. Yeah. So that's the thing about what you were doing, Amy Jo. You were on metformin or some type of uh, glucose it was, lowering. Yeah, like time time released. Okay. Some kind of time release something. Yeah. And you and I know now that that's like giving an alcoholic alcohol is giving yeah. someone with high blood glucose insulin because insulin is a fat storing yeah. hormone. I hormone. mean, yeah. it, it makes me take the palm of my hand and hit my head and go, yeah, it's not the best fit. So yeah. tell me about what I, you know, I don't, I've never really talked to anybody about what life is like when you're on and glucose lowering medication and helping you release insulin. It's the last you're insulin resistant. So they're just going to give you more insulin. It sounds yeah. counterproductive, but it, it, it is what it is. Tell me, did it make you hungrier throughout the day? No, it made me sick. Oh, it, did you get yeah. the GI distress? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've I heard did. About I that. did. Incredibly, incredibly like irritable. And I did not, because of that, I never took it diligently, but I go back, I'd take it for two or three months and I would go back for my six, six month checkup again and my numbers would be high again and she would put me on it again. And I'm, and now I'm not saying anything bad about her. Like she's one of my best, best, best friends and she's, a, a super, super supporter of my intermittent fasting. Good. She knows it's changed my life. So, uh, but yeah, I would be put on it again and the roller coaster would go again. And yeah, I might lose a few pounds here and there, but I just felt terrible. My my stomach just, was torn you know, up. it just bothered mm -hmm. my stomach all the time. Yeah, I've heard that. And I just, yeah, I just, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And then, you know, I didn't want to be taking medicine for the rest of my life. No. I didn't, because I knew whether I wanted to admit it or not, I knew that the problem 
that was not something medicine was going to fix. It was me. That it was, was my good. food. That was good. Yeah. But did you also understand, because there's a lot, we were saying earlier, there's a lot of self-loathing um, oh. in an obesity yeah. paradigm, which I hate when, because yeah. the more you hate yourself, the more cortisol you produce, the more you're out of whack hormonally. So I, I hate that. So I'm glad to hear that you could turn the quarter and, yeah, because you now love yourself. You love yourself enough. I do to not feed it, feed yourself all the time. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know. I do still have a hard time. Like sometimes I'll I pass by my like yesterday in Walmart it happened, and I don't know if everybody can understand this unless you've been where I've been. But I, I was in Walmart yesterday, and I walked by the freezer section, and I, I mean I just saw my profile, and I just thought. I don't, I don't, sometimes I still don't believe that it's me. Cause I mean, I don't look skinny, skinny. Like I'm a big, strong girl. My people, they are big, strong people. I was, <laughs> you know, I was the person that everybody, you know, I was the the person that held all the cheerleaders up. I was up. bottom I was the, in the you middle. Know, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. So I'm a, I'm not made to be a little girl. And that's part of my problem too, looking back. But I mean, I look at myself and I'm like, I don't know. Does that, it doesn't really look like me. I go to try on and I, I need a large instead of an extra large. And yesterday I was trying on a dress for my son's wedding. And I said, you know, um, I need a medium. That's awesome. I mean, it's boutique stuff, made right. big, whatever. Right. But still, awesome. it felt good to put a medium on instead of a 3X or whatever. Well, yeah. it's the same thing that Jen Stevens said. What made her, the, the light bulb went off in her head when she saw a picture of herself after mm -hmm. a vacation mm -hmm. and she did the same thing, but it was the opposite. She yeah. couldn't believe she was that big. And when she saw it, she said, well, who is that girl? So we all have an indelible image, um, good or bad about ourselves. And it takes yeah. us a while to accept the truth of who we are. And yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I, I have a new home that we built. So I come down um, into my closet and there is a mirror and I'm now a size six in clothes and I'm five, eight and I haven't yeah. seen that. And again, boutique sizing and vanity sizing, you know, has, yeah, but has, still. has changed still. it, but I've done the same thing going. I, I know I've told myself now, and I know this is, it's not about me, but I, I just want to say this so other people can understand it. If they're going through that, I, I look at myself now and go, you know what? I'm not embarrassed by the girl in the mirror anymore. Hmm. And that's no. probably what you're saying to yourself going, that's hmm. an acceptable size on a woman. And I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. I've had to um, make peace with varicose veins oh. and, you know, a little flabby skin and cellulite and stretch marks. I, I don't, that was the kind of thing that before this would have driven me crazy. But I mean, I'm 45, I'll be 46 in July. I'm never going to look like Cindy Crawford. I'm, and I'm fine with that. Before, you know, I, I, maybe I wouldn't have been, um, you know, and there's so many unrealistic well, aspects of that world anyway. But I, I'm just, you know, I am, th this body is a miracle and what it has done in two years and mm, 13 days is a miracle and I'm, I'm fine with it. Well, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what the Bible yes. says. Yes. Um, and number two, <laughs> I'm glad you found this out now before you go through menopause. Because menopause is an eye opener. And that's when even a lot of my clients are women who are always naturally slim and they look down and have something in their abdominal 
path, they right. say, right. that they yeah. can't zip their, they don't tuck their shirts in anymore. And yeah. so part of that is insulin resistance. Part of that yeah. is hormonal imbalance. <clears throat> and when we talk about intermittent fasting, we talk about all hormones that communicate. That's leptin, ghrelin, yeah. YY peptide, and you know so many other things. So you do look down. And so you're on top of it. Now you may have already had some type of, you know, if your ovaries are moved or you have your hormones. I had a hysterectomy November the 16th. I did keep my ovaries. Oh, you did? Okay. So that Yeah, I did keep my ovaries. You will still make estrogen, estradiol, progesterone. Yes. Because we still make testosterone. Is that, do our ovaries, I know our endocrine system makes it, but I don't know if our ovaries make that. I know it makes, so you do then have at least estrogen and some other things. Yes. And, and. I don't know if it's selfish of me or not to have kept them for that reason, no, but I was not, should. I was not ready to go off that, you know, I wasn't ready to go in that direction yet. And, and I had biopsies done and I had, you know, my doctor is wonderful and he just gave me my options and said, you know, if you want to keep your ovaries, this is the best thing. And the, you know, you can do that. And, and I did. And, so, I mean, I know I'm still going to have to go through the stuff or whatever, but, you know, um, I, my mom kept hers. She had a hysterectomy at 50 and she kept hers and she's, she was fine. So, well, here's Lisa Fisher's advice. My website and everything and my social media, um, known as Lisa Fisher said, because why'd you do it? Yeah. Lisa Fisher said, so Lisa Fisher <laughs> said, keep your parts as long as you can, as much yeah. as you can. There are yeah. times you have to rip out gallbladders. You have yeah. to rip out an appendix, obviously, you, right. your uterus. But keep as much as you can because yeah. God yeah. put them in there for a purpose. Now, it's they do get wonky. Right. I mean, obviously, people have ovarian cancer. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking for the rest of you. It Typically, you'll hear women, especially a lot of my clients, because, uh, you know, women who are fat, 40, and fair, that's a gallbladder. Yeah. That's what they call that. That's a gallbladder risk. So if you present with high abdominal pain and they punch around, they'll say, well, you're fat, 40 and fair. Um, yeah. Let's just rip that gallbladder out. Lisa Fisher said, fight for your parts. So in your yeah. case, you had to obviously have your uterus out, but you fought for the things that make, yeah. make it all think. Yes. And yeah. that was a good I thing. Wanted, I wanted to do that if I could. That yeah. was a good thing. Okay. Let's talk about your beautiful hair because <laughs> hair you you've, uh, and every, my family and my friends know I've been a redhead obsessed person all my life. My mother was a redhead. Um, she died when I was 12. She was from I'm, Mississippi. I'm, I don't, I don't know if this will show. I'm okay. looking for the picture of me as a freshman um, and my red, big, boofy hair before my freshman beauty pageant to see if it will show up on this camera. Yeah, I'm a natural redhead. As I said to you earlier, I do have to supplement. Yeah, because you're over God 40. gave me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but your hair, this is what I want to talk to you about. Hair loss is one of the issues that happen um, during weight loss. Yes. Did you, because you still look like you have a ton of hair. Did you experience I, it? I have a lot of hair. I've always had a lot of hair. No, I tell you what has um, messed with my hair is having COVID last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, I think I've bounced back from that. I've always had a lot of hair loss in the shower and when oh. I comb it out and Well, such. that's a thyroid. I guess you have low thyroid. Well, 
I just got my thyroid checked a couple weeks ago and it was it was fine. I have so much hair. So, um I don't know. I kind of haven't I kind of haven't sweated it, you know, really. Okay. It's Amy Joe, Lisa Fisher's going to sit here with her health coaching chair, though I cannot I'm, give that's fine. I cannot give I'm medical listening. advice. This is not medical <laughs> advice. This is from someone who 19 years ago had that symptom and they would pat me on the leg and go, well, you have so much hair. And I'd say, but I would like to keep it. And it wasn't until somebody looked at my antibodies along with my T3, free T3, T4, free T4 and TSH and cholesterol and palpated my thyroid that said, my dear girl, this is the exact words, my dear, dear girl, you have a very aggressive case of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I said, so that's why, like I could pull out hair. I said, that's why I've lost the hair. I said, then why wasn't it diagnosed for four years? Took four years. They told me I was depressed. My husband said, you're not depressed, but you're the most tired person I've ever met. Oh yeah. And I said, well, and I had weight gain. I yeah. probably had some insulin resistance. I had heavy periods, really heavy periods. I lost um, outer third of eyebrows, eyelashes, nail split, cold, constipated, low libido, and they just said, well, you they would they would give a pill for an ill. They'd say, well, now you need this. Now yeah. And I had yeah. swollen knees. My knees were swollen. And sometimes when thyroid's low, um, it produces a, an inflammation in different joints. And my, like you could feel the warmth on my knees. Doctor looked at it and said, yeah. Like I had a team of physicians. And yeah. it was all that my thyroid was, they said subclinical low. But then when they looked at my antibodies and they were, off the page. And now I'm all well, back together. So the weirdest, the weirdest thing ever happened to me back right before Christmas, I had my dentist appointment and my, I, it's a husband wife team. And after the hygienist did her thing, the woman dentist who I normally see her husband, she came in there and I was lying back in the chair and she's checking everything. And then she starts just feeling all over me <laughs> and she's rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. And she said, Amy Joe, have you had your thyroid checked lately? I can feel it through your throat. So I called my nurse practitioner, who is one of my best, best, wonderful friends, love, love. And she got me an ultrasound. We've done blood work. I haven't heard back. The, blood, the ultrasound showed that I had a mildly enlarged thyroid with a few nodules, but nothing major. And I haven't heard back from the blood work yet. So maybe there is an issue. I mean, I'll... I'll certainly talk to her about it again. She's the kind of nurse practitioner that is like, whatever I need, she's going to get me where I need to go. And yeah. So okay, here's, I need, here's, I, here's I need my you health to email coaching. me those tests. I will. I here's you, my, yeah. No, I'm looking at your throat. You have a swollen thyroid. Really? Mm -hmm. Where? <laughs> where it's it? no one would notice it, but someone who loves thyroid, it's a little gland above your collarbone. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, do you, I don't, I, it's swollen when you're talking. I can see it. Okay. So okay. this is what my original <laughs> doctor told me. So when I was diagnosed in 2003, it took me four years to get diagnosed. And I know this isn't about me, but this is in case anybody listening. No, has no, the same I want to know. So in 1999, I started having symptoms of hair loss, some weight gain <clears throat> and fatigue. And I was homeschooling my children. So they said, it's because you're homeschooling. I'd go, this is a different kind of fatigue, nail splitting, yeah. constipated, all that. So they put me on an antidepressant that make it better. It just made me more constipated. Then they put me on so-and-so yeah. that, you know, all these different things. And finally, in 2003, I was diagnosed. Someone palpated my thyroid from behind. And sure enough, the doctor said, if you have goiter, that means a swollen gland 
both hyperthyroidism, that means if your thyroid runs too fast, and hypothyroidism have the same, they present the same way in some things. And one is goiter. He said, if yeah, you yeah, have goiter. That's what, my, that's what mine said. And I freaked out. I said, oh my God, Tara, do I have a goiter? Am I going to have a big thing coming out of my neck? That was only that's on what it said. Seinfeld. It doesn't yeah, get that big. Yeah. Not, I in, freaked out. not in a... Uh, not in the U.S. Now, in a third world country, it would look like you had a bowling ball. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. But yeah. he said to me these famous words, everyone, this is what he said. Again, this is not medical advice. My lawyer wanted me right, to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. He said, if a patient presents with goiter, that patient needs to have thyroid hormone replacement, HRT, hormone replacement therapy. Replacement therapy. Yes, to because he said the gland is working over time. Hey friends, if this is your year to lose weight, I can help. I'm a certified integrative nutrition health coach and I received a lot of training personally just as an intermittent fasting success story myself. And now I've been coaching people since 2021 and people who have lost a lot of weight. You may have heard the story with the chef from Arkansas who's lost over 90 pounds is still losing weight. Lots of women losing 30 and 40 pounds because I know the science and I can help you. You can reach out to me by going to the show notes. You'll see a link or you can just email me fasting at lisafishersaid.com. You can go to my website and see that same link. But kids, I can help you. I can partner with you. I can show you the science. It's resetting your hormones. That's what this is. It's not a caloric imbalance. It's a hormonal imbalance. And I can help. Fasting at lisafisherset.com. So do you take like Synthroid? No, girl, that's like taking a Tic Tac. Okay, say I don't know. That That's pushed <laughs> by a farm, big pharmaceutical company who has a drug rep that you win the trip to Aruba if you write a lot of Synthroid. Yeah, okay. right, right, I, right. I take the one that doesn't have a drug rep that's been around 150 years. It was grandfathered into the FDA. And so people will say, well, you can't write that. Yeah, you can't. It's desiccated pig thyroid called armor thyroid. And then I also, or I take NP thyroid. They're made... Um, they're bio, I think they're bioidentical. They're as close to okay. human thyroid. So Synthroid, now that we're all at the table of thyroid here. <laughs> so Synthroid is just T4. We hope okay. it converts to T3, which you use on a cellular level. You ready what armor is? And NP, T4, yeah. T3, T2, T1, oh, T0, and calcitonin, which cannot be replicated in a lab. It's See, changed heard- my life. I listened to your podcast no. that you posted last week with Lisa Glick. Yes, 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 Glick? yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And so you were like, people call me about the thyroid <laughs> business. Like I know, I'm my sorry, thyroid I'm business. saying that, but I mean, I'm just telling. No, you. No, it's fine. I under. I mean, it, I get it. You want to know that's everything? Right. I want to know, and I'm a bulldog about things because no I'm one, a lo- no one loves your body and cares about you like you do. Not that yeah. I love my body. I want to know what's going no, on. No, no, no. I knew something was wrong, Amy Jo. No, I couldn't get anyone to listen to me until that doctor came behind me and he palpated it. He said, you have an impressive thyroid. I said, thank you, thinking that was a compliment. And I didn't know he meant it was it was sizable. And I went, oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, impressive, like pretty shoes impressive. He went, no. Like, he didn't get that I was I was funny. Um, yeah. But I, I, was, I was on a dead end path to fatigue and I was not interested in my husband. You know, that affects my marriage. That affected yeah, my marriage. Yeah, there was yeah. a time where we had a tough go because I didn't want to do anything, whether in the bedroom or out. I was too tired. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. 
I slept, I took three naps a day. I mean, it was our joke. I, he would say, is it time for your new nap? <laughs> Cause I'd go, ah, look, it's time for my new nap. <laughs> yeah. So, and once I got a Synthroid, I, and I've said this before, but Synthroid, I gained weight and took naps. I said, I could do that for free. Cause yeah. T4 wasn't what I needed. I needed T3, T2, T1, T0 and Calcitonin. So right. um, I righted this ship and I, I was on the radio here in Arkansas for years. I got up at three forty-five, four 4 in the morning. They asked, I, I used to get asked to fill in on radio and TV stations for those morning shows. But, and I'd also affect couldn't your memory. It. Couldn't do it because I was too tired. Yeah. And I yeah. couldn't remember. So my job, my profession that I've done for 37 years now has been based on words and word recall and interviewing yeah. people. Couldn't think of the words. Could I would look at something and like, here's a makeup brush. And I'd say, Dr. Pepper, like couldn't think of yeah. what the word was, but I would, yeah. I was moving in that direction and that yeah. was all my thyroid. So, and that's a question I get asked a lot. And I see on the message boards, if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is the most common form of uh, hypothyroidism in the U S 95% of people with low thyroid typically have the autoimmune. Um, can you do that? Oh, I heard fasting is not good for it. No, fasting has probably been the best thing for my thyroid. Um, my thyroid's more efficient. Now I take less thyroid medicine. Now I do have a 10 pound weight loss, but it's also, I'm just more efficient, uh, with what I have, um, fat fasting. I mean, that's part of how fasting changes our lives. But, you know, I, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you. I nope. said somewhere the other day, I don't remember where, I think it was in the new circle community, uh, the new Delay Don't Deny site. Oh, that's Jen Stevens' group? Yeah, yeah. yeah for my two, it was my two-year anniversary. Yeah. yeah, good. And I'm like, when I weigh 300 pounds, nobody put their business in my business and bothered to say, this is not good for you. But now... And I have not experienced this much, but sometimes, you know, I've had a few people say, oh, it's not good for you to go that long without eating. Isn't well, that nobody, interesting? Nobody said that. Nobody said that when uh, I would have eaten this whole thing in a day or when I kept a Snickers down here and I would have had one inhaled it in five minutes. Nobody said that when I was walking around drinking five or six sodas a day. Nobody said, and I mean, I understand why I do. I don't. But why? why? But why, well, why is it okay to tell me now that I'm the healthiest I've been probably right. since I was 20? Right. Before I got married and the weight really started packing on. Why is it okay to look at me and say things like, you know, well, you're starving yourself to death, you know that and I'm like, okay, no I'm not because Prior to about maybe 75 years ago, people didn't have grocery stores and restaurants and even no, refrigerators everywhere. No, ma'am. So wh what do you, maybe you ate once a week and that was it. And you had to hunt it down and kill it and you ate it while you could and that was it. Well, that's why your ancestors only lived to be 25 years old. And you know what I did? I did what I do. I researched and that's not true. And what, did you, true. what did you find out? They, they didn't typically, live long. If if typically, if people... It didn't live long. It was because they killed each other. <laughs> right. As still really. they do today. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I, I did a whole, I did a whole thing. I just got real mad about it. And one week I had I, the first coaching stuff that I did was like with a group and now I do individual, but, and so I just shared it with them and I said, I just want y'all to know how to answer people who are going to say, Oh, it's good. not good for you good. not to eat three or four times a day because you're going to starving yourself to death. This is why people didn't live to be older than about 30. It's not true. It's just not. not. True. People live, some people die now at 30 years old. Why? Because they're fat. 
sin because sin, sin right and because sin <laughs> right. death disease yeah. are the wages thereof and because right. they're fat and I could die today when I get in my car to drive home. That's right. I could fall dead of a heart attack because I have, and this is another, we don't have to get off on some post-COVID things that I've been through since then um, that have caused some issues. Uh, I mean, but it won't be because I didn't eat five times today because I didn't eat at 7 a.m. and then again at 10 and then again at 12 and then uh, again when I get home from work and then again for dinner and then right before I go to bed. Snack, yeah. It won't it, be, it, that won't be why. What was your eating schedule, as they say in the U.K.? Your eating schedule um, back <laughs> schedule. in your um, chubbier days. 7 a.m. breakfast. Said. Oh, yeah. Going to make breakfast. And we always made breakfast because my son, he's an only, have only one child. He is has always been a pretty picky eater. But if he didn't eat anything else, he, if he didn't eat crappy cafeteria food, he was going to eat breakfast. So okay. we tried to make sure we okay. had breakfast. So bring breakfast, even if it was just, you know, eggs and bacon, whatever. Yeah. And then I was going to have something at break, you know, chips or a granola bar or whatever. And then lunch is two hours later and I'm going to eat whatever I want for lunch. And then I come home, I get home about 3.30. I'm a school teacher, so my day is regimented. I get home at 3.30, I go straight to the pantry, chip, 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 snack, 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 you know, whatever, chug a lug, some sweet tea or Coke, um, eat supper at six, I don't, six o'clock or so. My husband was a football coach for many, many years, and I didn't always wait on him to get home if it would be late. So McCoy and I would grab something, you know, quick, maybe even fast food, you know, or something convenient at home. Well, plus you um, had, a, yeah, you were eating at um, football stadiums. You were eating yep. the bad cheese on those uh, yep. crappy uh, chips and, yep. Yep. and watery hot chocolate. So, yep. And then you, you sit down in front of the TV because you're so, you know, you're so lethargic because yep. you've eaten 15 times today. Yep. And then you're like, I just think I want a few chips before I go to bed. Yep. And then you eat and then you lay down and you do it all over again six or seven hours later. There was never any rest for me, for no. my body. There was never any rest. And as we know, we need to rest and digest. Yeah. Our body needs a time of no food. Let it do its magic. And so tell yeah. me now what your schedule is. As a school teacher, I love hearing these school teachers who wait all day and don't eat till four o'clock, I think is amazing. Yeah. So what is your schedule? Um, well, I'm a huge fan of modified alternate day fasting. Yep. Love it. It does my body good. I broke through the two for under 200 with modified alternate day fasting. And that means you're eating 500 calories one day? Five, yeah, and maybe then, 600. And then, and the, then the next day, I'm going to have probably a 16 hour window. And two good or meals, 16 maybe hour a snack. fasting. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and I have. You know, I'm not a meal prepper or a meal planner, but I was telling one of my one of my ladies last night that I coach, I, I I'm a big proponent of having a plan, and for me that just means I keep things at home and at work that that I like nuts, cheese, tuna, avocado, um, highly nu nutrient density. Love, yeah, and I love healthy fats. I make protein mm -hmm. balls. I keep yogurt. Good. Um, and I, I mean, I may eat junk every now and again too. Yeah. I, if I wanted, I eat it. If I wanted, I eat it. But what I want has changed for the most it, part. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. But if I'm, if I'm one meal a day, like fast feast repeat, one meal a day, 
her philosophy, Jen's philosophy of that changed my world because I thought, okay, I don't have to just sit down and literally eat one meal in 30 minutes. If I do one meal a day on that odd day, I will break my fast usually at work because we eat early. My husband doesn't coach anymore and my son is in college and fix and get married. So he's here and there and we like to eat early. So I'll break my fast at lunch with usually nuts and cheese. Yeah. Uh, maybe, um, some, I like to put like chocolate protein powder in my iced coffee and do that kind of thing. And then, you know, three or four hours later at home, dinner is whatever. Yeah. Whatever I want. Other than that, I like modified and I do try to do at least one longer fast a month. Like 24 hours, 36? No, like 42, 44. I I mean, those are hard. They, they are and they're once you get past, and you know, once you get past a certain point, they're not. But I'm just there's a two um, or three hour window in those, though, yeah. that you're thinking, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. And well, the, the, the key is water Epsom, and salt. It is. Water and salt and Epsom salt baths. I take Epsom salt yeah. baths so yeah. many times a week. I take my magnesium supplement. I will never yeah. not take BioOptimizer if they, as long as they're making it and God yeah. continues to let me have a paycheck. I'm out right now. They've, Russ shipped me some because yep. the other shipment didn't get here because I, I can, I'm a different person without it. Do you hear me? I am a different hear person you. without <laughs> it. Yeah, I am. I really am. Well, I take a lot of magnesium too, and I've done BioOptimizer. I'm just taking a, a Plexus brand or something just because yeah. thyroid patients have slow digestion. Um, I, I was just listening today to Chris Kessler, the functional medicine doctor. Boy, that's a whole topic we need to talk about sometimes. Women and osteoporosis, that's a racket too. We don't need all this yeah. calcium. We don't need all the dairy. There are other things we need. Magnesium's one of them. Magnesium, yeah. he said, um, like for certain groups of women, six, seven, 800 milligrams of magnesium a day, but you have to do some magnesium glycinate or you'll mm-hmm. blow out your gut, meaning you will have it explosive <clears throat> oh really number, number three yeah yeah not one or two i mean you get into number three then um that's if you do the magnesium oxide and magnesium citrate are for constipation so he's yes. and he said this he said that's good to have some of that but to also balance it magnesium glycinate and that's kind of a that will kind of relax you that helps sometimes i take that at night that and l-theanine yeah. to help my, myself go to bed so i'd yeah, I have melatonin. I have like a CB, not CBD. It's called CBN. That one helps you with rest. So because I will say this with intermittent fasting, and I'm sure you know this too, I have so much energy that sometimes yeah. at night I can't wind down. I'm still yeah. not like I have wonky cortisol or adrenal fatigue. Not at all. I wake up firing all day till 10 o'clock at night. I make myself, I want to wind down. So yeah. I do sometimes have to help with that high yeah. dose magnesium, which is really good. Yeah. The magnesium has helped me with that. It's helped me with stress. It's helped yeah. me with the bathroom situation. And then, the, I mean, I have there seriously what I'm doing, whether I'm doing a long fast or a modified fast or not, I, I'm a, I'm a believer in the Epsom soft bath. If that and a good candle and some relaxation station yeah. on my Pandora is good. good for me. And the guys know to keep the pets away so they're not scratching at the door and yeah. don't bother me yeah. and my phone's on do not disturb and that's it. And so, yeah, I, but especially on those longer fasts, I almost look forward to it. That's like a, that's like a me time. And I just, 
I know this sounds, you know, hokey to some people, but I'm really, there is some self-talk in there that this is good for me. What's happening is good for me. My body needs this. So it's okay. Well, we know, Amy Jo, that negative self-talk also produces cortisol that produces the abdomen. Yeah. And that loving ourselves, not glorifying ourselves. There's only one we glorify. But loving ourselves is so important to look in the mirror and say, you know what, God, we are, as I said, wonderfully made, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and we're perfect to God and, you know, what yeah. he has done because of yeah. what he's done on the cross. But just to say, to look at our flaws, you know, because we all have them, whether it's yeah. cellulite, gosh, I have vitiligo all over my face, you know, where are the white spots, I, and, you know, it's, it's, it's the hand I've been dealt, but I, yeah. I want to love the body that God's yeah. given me and I want to be the best steward. Yeah. That's a, a good way to be the best steward. I've been talking negatively my, to myself since I was probably 12 or 13 years old. And all my friends were little bitty, five foot tall, you know, cheerleaders, tiny pound. cheerleader. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I was not. And I, there's another moment frozen in time of me and my three best friends at Six Flags all holding our hundred dollar bills because, you know, that was a big deal when you're 13. That's and, that's a big deal. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Little bitty person, little bitty person, little bitty person, and that blonde and brunette also. Yeah. And there you and are, the redhead. Big, tall, buxom, always had, you know, breasty, um, big me. And I remember looking at that picture and thinking, I, that is, it's disgusting. That really? Was dis- I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, yeah. you're yeah. beautiful, Amy Jo. Thank you. You're Thank beautiful. You. I, I mean, I, I always kind of felt like I was the girl that people said, oh, she's got a pretty face, but. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's just how I've, I mean, I've always felt that way. I, and there are moments that I know contributed to what I became, um, you know, but then now there are moments, new moments that are contributing to who I am becoming. Who you are, right. Yeah who I am and who I'm becoming. And so I'm trying to replace those bad thoughts, you know, well, and memories. I, I love that you're moving in that direction. My, but both my daughters and I talked about this yesterday because I've always been known. I pull the trigger. Like when my son came home from LSU and told me on the day after Thanksgiving, 2017, mom, mm-hmm. have you heard about intermittent fasting? Yeah. I listened to this podcast, these two women, they've got real Southern accents. It was, you know, Jen and Melanie, both from the South. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, and they giggle a lot. Um, he said, so I, I just ripped the bandaid off. Like I, I, I'm just someone who seeks change. I want to do the best for me. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and both my girls, no, they don't, no one has the energy I have in this family. So trust me. And they're not extroverts like I am. So it's not anything like that, but they both said in separate conversations, we were talking about it. They both said, yeah, if, if I see that something needs to be corrected, I just try to move in that direction because I told them I have a intermittent fasting client who um, we've had two meetings and Amy Jo, I was so surprised. The first one, she is probably morbidly obese. So intermittent fasting was brand new to her. I love telling those people because I love blowing their mind with the science. Yeah. And then we have a follow-up then it was on Sunday she was doing it. So last Sunday it was her second meeting. And I always ask people, how'd you do? And they're always like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I got to 16 hours. She went, Oh, it's too hard. I did 16 hours. I don't know if I can do it again. 
and there was a part of me because I, I don't want to throw my pearls before swine that I thought, yeah, well, just forget it. Let's I'll give you your money back. And then I thought, you know what? No. And I said, I'm going to fight for you because, yeah. because this is what happened. So that's what my kids were saying. They go, well, why wouldn't she just try harder? And, I, and I'm not, <laughs> we're not wired the way to, to just kind of no. dilly dally. I just do it. But yeah, what, me, hurt, me too. what hurt my heart for her, here she is battling her weight. She has a trainer, a personal trainer, who when she told her trainer she was eating in a time-restricted manner, he quit talking to her. Wow. I went, what? I went, what? She said, he won't wow. talk to me at the gym. He said, I, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill my metabolism. I said, and I was telling my husband about it because my husband's a workout guru. I said, Chris, should I, should I maybe do a FaceTime with him and tell him the science? He goes, no, you can't change mm. people, Lisa. No, he goes, he's not going to no. change. I went, how do people not know when they hear the science that yeah, this isn't understand. a fad? I've been doing this. This is my fifth year and yeah. I'm slimmer than I've been in 30 years, you know? Yeah. And he said, you just can't change people. And so I hated that for her, that she already had the capacity to just say, oh, we'll just forget it. Forget it. But I told yeah. her I was going to fight for it and we're going to try it again. And, but also that in her ear, so I'm telling anyone listening, if you have someone in your ear that's telling you like Amy Jo that says, well, you, you need to be eating more or you need to no ancestral. And, and Laurie Lewis always says this about an ancestral way to eat. It's the way yeah. our ancestors where there yes. was not modern diseases of no. cancer, dementia, type two diabetes, which as we know, COVID patients with those three comorbidities have and low vitamin yeah. D have a higher yeah. chance of dying. Another good reason to start today because of the state of the world. Yeah. T totally. And something else, something else Laurie always says, and I tell her, Laurie's my muse. Like, <clears throat> I, I feel like I know all of you, even though, yeah. you well, know, we're it's so a, far away and we'll probably, it's a community. It is it a is. community. Yes. And it we're is. And now I, and I, in an audio situation, we can, watch people or visual. We can watch people on yeah. Facebook, listen yeah. to them in a clubhouse and really get to know people. So yeah. we do have a small, not a small community, but a community where we, yeah. many of us do kind of know yeah. about each other. And I tell, I've told her so many times, she is like my muse. I, I listen it. to her and She's I think great. she could talk me I know. She could talk me into anything. She's not a in a bad coach. way. No, she's not a great in coach. a bad way at all. Her voice, her demeanor. I love it. The emotion that naturally spills out Passion. of her. Just, Passion. It just covers me. And I feel like I can do anything. You know, and there are not a there are not a lot of people in the world like yeah. that. But something else Laurie says is there's a reason that fasting is a part of almost every religious spiritual practice because and and that it's been going on since the beginning of the world right this is not new at no. all it's mm -hmm. not new it's it's old and it's just unpopular because well especially in this country we are eat around the clock people a lot of Eat the world the is people. now. Mm -hmm. Grand, yeah. Mm -hmm. And grand, grand portions, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, supersize everything. Mm -hmm. More, more, more. And so, so what, what, I, do you, what do you do? Have you, see, I, I have no desire to eat fast food ever. I mean, I, I'd rather just not eat. But, I mean, I have. I've had, I eat about two fast food meals a year. <laughs> I can't tell you the, the, the last fast food that I had was... Last weekend, right beside my comic shop, there's a Subway, and I had a tuna sub sandwich. Um, I can't tell you the last time I had, like, 
drive through like French fry stuff. Yeah. For one thing, I just found out in October that I have alpha gal, which is the you red meat do? allergy. Yes. <gasps> okay. Let me just say this just a moment for people listening. Alpha gal is a disease that is transmitted by a certain tick. And if she eats a hoofed animal that is yeah. eating the same tick, she could die. Like not it's exaggeration. Yes. Yeah, it is. I have had two bad reactions. Yeah, anaphylactic the, shock. Mm-hmm. The the first one oh. was just hives. Amy Jo, I'm and, so sorry. And then the second one, I had had some pork skins. I came in from work and I was like, I just want something kind of salty, oh, spicy. Oh, Amy Jo, I'm so that, sorry. That one sent me to the emergency room. My throat closed up. Closed so up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it is. It's deadly. Um, it can be deadly. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's scary and all yeah. that. So, so you that really don't eat fast food. <laughs> well, I mean, the only thing that bothers me, I'm not a big steak person. I oh. love brisket. I love brisket, but um, is a burger. I love a burger yeah. and I love a bacon burger specifically. Yeah. So if I can't eat that, why am I going to want to go through and just grab? You know what I'm saying? So no, fast fast food does not, you know, not a, a good batch of fresh McDonald's French fries. Or but not. I don't hate it, but but they're if, cooked and, in some type of beef yes, grease, yeah. So you can't they, eat that, yeah. You you, you risk cross contamination. Oh, but I was God. talking to my my client last night, and I had one of my best best friends. She's my pod neighbor here. She is a little bitty thing. And very active, but she feels bad and she just wants to lose like about five pounds. And she said, I know that it sounds bad to you when I say that, but my clothes don't fit right and I don't feel good and I've got to do this. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to help you. And it's so freaking crazy. I'm helping these little bitty tiny people. That's awesome. So she is fasting with me about 16 hours to start out with. And we had... Uh, another thing about intermittent fasting flexibility, because we had a virtual day today, there's no cafeteria open. So we all, we went out for lunch and I had half a, uh, grown up grilled cheese, which is amazing. And some, uh, tomato basil soup. And she was so excited to open. And she said, you know what? This is the other thing about intermittent fasting is I am excited about eating good food. And I said, window worthy. Worthy. That's what we call it. Window worthy. And I said, you know, there are times that I don't eat window worthy food, but for the most part, yesterday I could not wait to get home and eat my avocado with lime and yes, salt and my yes, tuna yes, and girl. my eggs. I mean, that's what I, it, that's, it's window worthy to me. It makes me feel good. It keeps me satisfied. It's window worthy. I so love it. Have you eaten today? Deal. Is today a 500 calorie day for you? Or well, a long day? Wednesday, or a Wednesdays day? are usually, Wednesdays are usually one meal a day, okay. but I flex today because it's a big deal that we get to have lunch out because, you oh, know, as a yeah. teacher, you're stuck in your room all the time yeah. and we got to go get lunch today because it's, we're having a virtual day today okay. and there's no cafeteria. So they have to let us go get lunch. So I did have lunch today, but I was still 18 hours fasted and I'll probably eat maybe some little something when I get home in a little bit and close it. And then tomorrow I'll be a modified day all over again. So no guilt. Five or, deal. Fix five or six hundred calories. So for yeah. me, just because of metabolic flexibility, um, I yesterday had one meal and it was, it was a bowl of ramen because, um, yeah. we're, we're kind of getting colder weather was moving in and yes. I had some comfort food about three thirty. So I may have had just 500 calories, but to, because I knew, because this is what we do, we plan. I knew yeah. today 
I'm going out two different times because it's my birthday month. <laughs> you know, we're celebrating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, girl. Right. <laughs> and so I had birthday lunch and I had salmon salad that, and I had three. In fact, I asked for three dressings because I want more olive oil in my diet and yeah. more yeah. and more vinegar. And so, yeah. you know, they bring that much to you. And I said, yeah. I'd like three. And she went, okay. <laughs> um, and then I know tonight I'm going with friend and we're celebrating birth. It's her birthday month too. Yeah. And my mouth yeah. water talking about it. And I might have a cocktail. I know it. I might have a cocktail yeah. <laughs> and all the things. Yeah. But so what will happen, and I tell my uh, clients this all the time, I will be so full because I don't usually eat two real meals in a day. Yeah. Yeah. That tomorrow I'll end up probably not eating again till three or four. My husband will come in from out of town and then I might have one meal again. So I, yeah. I just subconsciously sometimes have a light day and a heavy day. And that's what yeah. keeps my metabolism going. Yeah. In fact, oh, here's, so today's Wednesday and Monday, for some reason I ate two meals. I don't know. I was just celebrating because it was a day that ends in Y, I guess. Yeah. And I got on the birthday. scales. I ate a lot on Monday. I got on the scales. I'd lost a pound. Yeah. So it, it's the exact opposite of what we've been told. Yeah. Eating a yeah. lot actually upregulates your metabolism, people. Yeah. Well, because your body's like, ooh, food is not scarce. Let me... You right. know, it keeps everything going. It keeps That's everything right. trucking. Amy and Jo, you're amazing. You have a great story. You're so endearing. You. And you are beautiful inside and out. No thank matter you. what the tape that you play in your head says, you're beautiful inside and out. And you have thank such you. a great message for people. And um, uh, no wonder I, I love your, you know, you probably like my Arkansas accent, but I oh, love your yeah. Mississippi accent. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, so I eat, it, it's kind of a joke that I eat two um, maybe one or two fast food meals in a year. I ate one in August when we were moving to the home we're in. It was a Sunday and all, all of our food was packed up and I didn't even have time to cook at home. I, I'm a home cook, so I usually cook at home. And none of the restaurants really had real food because we had to eat quick because we had so yeah. much packing to do. So I ate fast food then and then I ate some last week. We drove from Arkansas to Fairhope, Alabama. We came oh, from yeah. Mississippi and I ate in Jackson, Mississippi. I ate at Whataburger, could not eat. I I got a some kind of double, I don't know what I got, maybe a double pet. It, no, I don't even know what it was. It, it was greasy and cheesy and yummy. And I couldn't even eat all I ate half of <laughs> no. it. And I then, didn't eat my all my grilled cheese today. Yeah, see? the soup, the soup, and the half a grilled cheese, and I I brought the rest of it for later because I knew, like, yeah, I can eat it, but I'm gonna feel so crappy in about thirty minutes if I do it. Not worth do it. it. Not worth no, it. No, no, it's not. Well, so I'll save it for later. No big you deal. have you have so much to share. You keep spreading the good news, girl. I'm going to. I'm going to. I I I messaged. Uh, Jen back in March and she was asking for people to be on her podcast and I and I emailed her and um, she emailed me back and said she was booked till October and a reminder again so I've reminded her again I mean I feel like it's a gospel I need to tell and I do have a testimony you know God changed my life with this and I, I do give all the credit to him because I could not have done this myself my prayer changed from help me lose weight or be skinny to help me to be responsible with my food. A good steward. And yeah, this is what happened. You're right. Okay. It, I have never thought of it that way. Okay. You want to know a secret on March yes. 15th, Jen Stevens is going to be in Little Rock with Laurie Lewis. I'm inviting Laurie, Jen Stevens and Star McEwen, who was on my podcast. I last know year. Her, her. Yeah. So yeah. they'll all be in Little Rock and you can buy a ticket and come to it. 
Uh, she'll be in my home for a private event. And if you come to Little Rock, I will have you in my home for the private event. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you know what that day is? The Odds of it, March is my son's birthday. Oh, well then could you celebrate it? I don't know. It? I might tell him that would be the best birthday gift ever. Hey, wait, it's his birthday or yours? It's his birthday. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Why don't, yeah, this is, let me do this for okay. you for your birthday. Like, you know. Do it. Do it, do it, do well, it. He's, he's fixing to be 20 and he's engaged. So to send mom off and make mom happy and let him do his thing with his fiance and not have me around would be. Yeah, that's cute. Okay so that. anybody listening, we'll have a ticketed event that night open to everybody at the Country Club of Little Rock. And so I've been trying to bring Jen in for two years, but COVID scares people away. And yeah. we said, COVID be damned. We're just going to do it. Yeah, We've yeah. got her flying. I mean, we, we, we all said we have to live our lives. So, you have to. It's right. not and, going away. Right. Yeah. So people just people are listening. If you follow my social media, I'll post when we get the ticket prices for that. But uh, we'll do something in the evening. But if you come to town, you, I would love for you to be a guest in my home. Just, okay. I'm only okay. having like 18 people, but you could be number 19. You may have to sit okay. on a, a bench sometimes, but you'll be Do fine. not care. Hey, guess what? I can sit in the floor now. I know. Skinny little thing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.